we are now uh, in LA, kind of the LA area, making music for uh, what'll be the next project. And at the same time, we're officially releasing, you know, against the world. So the timelines are laying over the top of each other. That's, I guess that's 2021. Uh, everything's kind of all, all bets are off. I think there's just this like tremendous pressure building up of all these projects waiting to come out. And now they're just, now they're basically all, all coming out on top of one another. Yeah. It's, it, it's an interesting thing heading into next year, you know, like many touring artists and, and people with anything with events, lots of things on the back burner and now things being placed on the front burner, like you said. And that's been one of the interesting things, you know, challenges we've had other artists, of course, facing this issue, but for sure, for us looking at a you know a worldwide fan base of you know wanting to get back to Latin America, wanting to get back to Europe, wanting to get back to Australia, places like that that we've you know been able to play shows in for years. And not only are there challenges of putting together a tour anyway, but in this in this world we've we've entered post pandemic, it it's added so many different new dynamics that are, you know, geopolitical, you know, who's got locked down, who doesn't, you know, what other limitations on the industry, you know, how's the economy been affected? I mean, all this kind of stuff. Um, so it's, it really kind of puts in perspective just how extraordinary it is that we've had had such a globally connected fan base and that we get to do, you know, the things we've gotten to do for so many years to to be able to, you know, cross borders and oceans and play music. And so definitely very appreciative of that more than ever. And next year, you know, the the plan is, you know, it'll be announced here, you know, in not for, for a couple months, but, you know, big tour and being able to get out and be in a lot of places and, you know, get to come to the people again versus, you know, asking everybody to get on their laptop and, you know, watch a screen, you know. I'm impressed by how productive the three of you seem to have been throughout this for better, but mostly worse that most of the conversations I have on the podcast with creative people over the, over the past two years have, you know, to some degree revolved around the pandemic in the sense that same way that everything has. And people tend to fall into one of two categories, either, you know, it is, they're not able to be productive. And, and obviously a lot of people have been, you know, tremendously depressed about and, and other people have kind of leaned into the productivity and used this glut of free time that we all have to, to really do things that they've been wanting to do for a long time. It sounds like you fall more into the latter category. We, we've definitely tried to fall more into the latter category of be productive. I think the there's several things happening, you know, with, with Hanson, you know, a, quite a few years ago, I'd say Hanson in third person, like the institution that we've, we kind of tried to build our own little cottage industry. We, we've created a system that is very imperfect, but certainly is more contained, self-contained, you know, as in we, we, we make it, we, we design, we have a team that we have an art team, a video team, the web team, we have a fan club that's very inside. It's, you know, been a walled garden. We have our relationship with distribution. We're the songwriters, you know, and so in a way, we we're a good archetype for being, you know, the the position you you'd like to be in as far as being able to respond to at certain times. Because we, not that we don't have to ask permission, because we do, but we definitely are in house enough, but with you know a, a reasonable amount of reach. Like you have this kind of there's an established name, there's established you know history, but we're we're pretty inside uh, the box. Like we can we can make things happen 
Um, and so in a way, I think we were set up to be responsive to situations like this as much as anybody can be um, kind of at our, our level. Um, so I think in that sense, we, it, we've been helped by just being independent, having a strong fan community, having a fairly, um, you know, a solid foundation. But I, I don't think we've been, comp- you know, out of, out of control productive. There's still been toxicity and stress that has has limited just the absolute prime productivity of creativity that you know you'd like to see at your very best. But we definitely you know tried to be creative and tried to be you know responsive and very very thankful for you know for the trust that's been hard fought to have with a lot of folks that have followed us and stuck kind of stuck with us so that we can try things and and try and be creative through through the process. You address two two different things in, in the answer. One of them is that kind of very pragmatic question of dealing with the label and, and the fan base and things like that. But then, you know, the broader question is the question of one's ability to create when all of this stuff is happening in the world. It can feel completely helpless for, at times. And people tend to take it one of two ways, either that completely dries up the creative process or people use that as an outlet to deal with a lot of these problems. Again, it's that sort of glasses half full, glasses half empty approach, particularly the things that we've shared, the world has shared, the shared experience of kind of confusion and just anxiety, you know, and, and, and genuine stress about people's jobs and, you know, can they put food on the table when suddenly a lot of things are stopped, you know, plus of course, just the health conversation anything like that, that's just going to lay over on top of everybody. So that's the thing. It's the equalizer, you know, we're, we're equally experiencing some degree of, of kind of, you know, misery, you know, all of us. But, and so in that sense, there's just a, there is a glasses half full view or glasses half empty. And, and for sure, we, we've been able to generally find the, the, the full glass side of things as a, as a unit. I mean, as far as what Hanson's put out, but again, it's all just built on, you know, the best you can do, you know, within the spectrum. So of course, live music totally turned upside down as soon as we could Hanson, you know, the band, we said like, okay, what are we, what can we do? Okay. These are the restrictions that are in place here, but these are the, this is how it's changed. Okay. We can get a little, a few people in a big room. Great. Let's do it. Let's not just do it in a closet. You know, let's do it in a venue. Cause then if we can bring a little extra support to that venue, man, like they've got nothing. And, you know, some of the venues that we love and, and our icons in our hometown uh, we're like, Hey, this would be great. We're going to actually genuinely help them keep their doors open. And so that's one of the, that was one of the reasons we chose to do the series that we did over the last year where we were live at Kane's ballroom, which is a hundred year old venue. And it allowed us to just add a little extra something to what was, you know, something people were seeing, you know, live streaming events, but it, it was more about us. It was more something rooted in our hometown and, it gave us a place, you know, where everybody felt like they were going to see a show, you know, whether watching online or with the very few people we had in the room for, for a while. Yeah, that, that was a, you know, a, a good pivot. Our fan club community, we built a fan club where we put out music every year, no matter what, uh, that those members get an EP of songs. So these, you know, so that, you know, something to share no matter what was going on. So that's nice to have new music just for those fans. And then the decision to release this, you know, this latest record, and increments was also leaning on something we we planned to do in some form, regardless of the pandemic, you know, thinking about a different release strategy, but with the fact that you have so few things to 
you don't have as many things to just look forward to. Like you're, you're going to be in New York, you're going to be in Philly, you're going to be in Chicago, you're going to be in London. Breaking breaking up the release felt like it was even more important because it allowed the whole all fans, you know, the band, anybody following it, to be able to say, hey, oh, there is like there's a tour, it's like a music, you know, release tour, and also you know doing a live streaming concert each month, coinciding with those releases. All of a sudden, it felt like there was a thing that was happening that was ongoing. And, and that's really all that stuff together. Plus the theme of these songs was what caused us to approach against the world's release the way we have. And now here we are this, you know, the seventh month consecutively of these songs coming out, these shows coming out live and we're starting to feel a little bit of normalcy. The world is with live music, which is, you know, a relief though. We're still not out of the you know, woods and, and we're at the end of, or the the end, or the beginning of this project, depending on how you like to look at it. It's the release officially, but it's the end of the of the, the build up uh, of songs coming out, and and now we can you know continue to look ahead. So definitely trying to try to do our best. Only history will tell <laughs> how well we did. This record that's coming out out now. This was finished or at least written prior to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was created. It, it was all the basic tracks began prior to pandemic in 2019 but we we completed it during the year of 2020 so it, it, it has a little bit of both but the, the the structure the songs the messages they feel like they could have been written because of or as a part of this this very strange time we've all been through but but they were not they were that's where we were going in what's an example of something that that you feel like maybe has a little bit more residence because of all of this? Well, I mean, you know, the songs, the all these songs, the song, the record's called Against the World, and that theme is really coming out of more of an identity conversation. When you feel like you're fighting kind of a battle with, you know, something bigger than yourself in a, in a good sense, you, you can kind of be rallied, you can rally around this idea of like, you know, you and me together, we're going to take on the world, we're going to take on the challenge, we're going to make this happen, we're going to be independent, you know? And we're gonna we're gonna you know be encouraged to to climb that mountain and cheer each other along and you know that that sense of of striving for something that that's really what that against the world title originally came from. But um, as we head into this year and and it does feel like I think everyone sort of all of a sudden has this like me against everything feeling like the world is it's such like your whole life just everyone just would stop. And it just feels like the sky is falling. I think that began to add more gravity to the whole idea of should we, you know, is that the right title? Is it? Does it sound like we're writing about right now? Does it sound like we're we're making a political statement, or you know, you know, that it's this kind of heavy, you know, big, you know, commentary, you know, kind of title? But it was really a very personal idea, and we considered changing it actually because of that, not wanting it to seem like it was like prescribing something. Uh, for people like here's our point of view and things you think we may be talking about but it was really just songs about overcoming adversity and coming through and so i think there are lyrics particularly in that song um that are very you know it's very handsome like if you look at our writing a lot of there's a lot of you know there's a challenge there's a hurdle but we're going to come through it and against the world is that uh to a t it's you know but the lines like um these might be hard times but there are times now it's just you and me and us against the world. And 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 that that sentiment, which is very 
positive, but also acknowledging, you know, not, not saying it's, you know, sunny, happy days with rainbows. It's saying this is hard, but it's us, you know, we can't pick another time to live. This is where we are today. And I think those kinds of, those lyrics and, and they're, they're, you see them in lots of the songs on this album. Um, you know, the song we put out today, uh, the, or the last single, the song that's been released as the seventh single, it's called Fearless. It's a very different slice of the concept of kind of coming through things. It's it's a little bit less emotive in a, in a sense, like, but at the same time, it's also very, very directly motivational. Like you you can be fearless and sort of make the decision to, to just step forward. So there, you know, if you if you were to find this album without any context and know it came out when it did, I think a lot of people you would just assume it was written last year and it came out in twenty twenty one. And you know, but um, it, it it all resonates and and I think it's one of the cool things about writing songs that I I'm so grateful to do is if you write a lyric that is meaningful to you. Um, you know, you, it should work and it should last. Now, maybe if you don't, if you, you know, write all your lyrics about texting your girlfriend or like, you know, liking Facebook posts, those things may not last very long. <laughs> but, but if you, if you, if you speak to your experience and you speak to something that is, is true, it's probably going to have a, a, an audience, you know, it'll probably last longer than the way it felt for you, you know, and, and put a quality, something of quality into the world. At least that's the hope. As you sort of alluded to, um, th- there was concern that people might take something to be not just political, but very specifically political about a specific issue. Is there a concern that sort of coming out on either side of the fence about something is essentially alienating to a large portion of the fan base? Obviously, the, the whole world's been kind of polarized, you know, and I think people have fallen more and more into their boxes and the, the sad thing about the last couple of years is I think the isolation has forced people to be even less open to the new because they're com- you're comforted by like, these are my people. This is my like family, my background, whatever. So I think there's always a consciousness about, about wanting to, sp- wanting to speak for what you're, what you care about, not, not discussing everything under the sun that all people are you know going through because you can't agree with everybody on everything. That's just not, I mean, if I agreed with everyone on everything that, that I know, I'd, I'd know like two people, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, nobody, we, 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 we have to build on the things we care about and we love and, and, and be careful to, to not try and, um, you know, engage in every debate because it's just, there's just too many, you know? So yeah, definitely that, that was, there was a conversation about that for sure. Um, with the title and the, and the time, but in general, this album is is really very true to who we've tried to be as a band for the last almost thirty years. Which is to say, um, we you know with poetry and with a lot of metaphor, and not just like not a folk song. Like it's a struck, you know, it's songs with you know hooks and and you know, have to actually listen to the words, you know, to kind of get it. Um, but hey, stuff stuff can be hard. But we're we're optimistic. We believe that 
you know, we're going to come through this. You know, this is how we think. That's how I feel like we're going to do it. You know? Obviously, it's it's in the title of this album. But, you know, as, as you said, it it's something that, that has been a theme for at least several records now. The This notion of almost being an underdog. When you look at the band and, and, and you look at how big the band got and how much success... Uh, it had out of the gate, you know, it is, it's sort of hard from the outside to kind of appreciate the underdog mentality with, you know, such a successful band. Well, sure. And, and, and yeah, so let's talk about that for a second. It's, you, you talk about kind of the idea of being the underdog. It's not, not to say like, Oh, well, it was me. Like we've had a, like we've had a hard time. You know, it obviously we have been incredibly blessed and had a huge amount of success and kept it. And, and that's, so you're you're right on about that. It's 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 not um, it's not that we have not seen the top of the mountain. Um, we absolutely have, but but we've also um, part of our identity as a unit has been um, we've really never been on trend. I mean, we when we broke, we sort of became a trend. There was a trend. There was a wave that, that rushed over. But even in that moment. Um, Hanson, Hanson was uh, for for a, for a flash, you know. Let's say probably the you know, biggest band around, you know, in it number one, twenty seven countries simultaneously, you know, kind of craziness, and um, never happened. This seems very, very, very rare and amazing. Um, but interestingly, uh, it it takes time to actually show like what is it you actually are versus how you're perceived. You know, we had. A wave of all the sugary pop boy bands and, and we were actually a boy band um and so versus the you know the other thing and so i think that kind of like not fitting into any category quite like being too young to be rock and roll and too old to be super pop and then too indie to be major and too major to be indie you know those are just things we've been and and so i think we've just identified with um kind of leaning into the struggle, like just leaning into into doing something that you believe in, regardless of whether it's necessarily, you know, every, you know, the trend of the moment, you know, just do the thing, do the thing that you know is you, you know, and, you know, we love pop music. I mean, traditionally pop music, you know, hooks and melodies, and, and we're generally, you know, trying to put into the world, you know, fairly earnest positive messages that's just kind of who we are as a unit um so that kind of makes i think that probably is is less traditional like hey here's the indie rock band you know with their deep thoughts you know um but i think we've just identified with the sense of being um kind of a category of one a lot of times not just not quite fitting into there's just not a great group we're almost like a 70s rock band you know that that was out of time you know harmonies melodies band organic you know just just kind of in our own little bubble um but we you know that's that's probably partly just the way you you way you kind of uh, get to know your own identity and you you know you never see yourself entirely the way others see you a lot of this sounds like it's something that that comes with time and and comes with maturity as you said you were quite literally children and you were a part of this big machine and you had this massive 
success right out of the gate, you do want to chase that to some degree, right? I mean, you do want to kind of recapture that. You know, once you're on top, you, you want to you want to stay on top. Was this notion of kind of going against the grain, or at least like being true to yourself in in staunch defiance of whatever the the sort of pop norm was at the time? Was that something that you really had to develop? None of it is just aggrandize yourself. It's just more of a reflection commentary. Um, I think there's several different things that go into this. You know, we're talking about the record, right? In a way, like it's, it's kind of on theme against the world, hands against the world. What the heck does that mean? Um, I think it, there's several kernels that I think reinforce that idea, which which is one. It's very uh, we've always, I think, identified and and really appreciated kind of the bootstrap it mentality. You know, we work ethic and you know build it up from nothing. Like that just was kind of a part of how we grew up. You know, you, we never had it terribly bad. We had, you know, good family and, you know, dad, you know, had a good job and we, we never were wanting desperately for anything, but we also didn't get much just completely handed. We, we were expected to show up and, you know, sweat and work and I don't know, mow lawns and, you know, like just be, you know, work with our hands, you know, get out there and do it and work. And, and we built the band that way, even as, as kids, like, we slept our gear around and did the local thing. We couldn't play bars because we were kids, you know, we'd play somewhere, you know, and traded soccer games for, you know, you know, weekend gigs. And so I think we've, we just felt even going into getting signed that we wasn't going to get handed to us. Um, and so I think when all of a sudden you, you know, five years after you, you start your band, you're 15 years old, you're now at the top of the world people don't think about it, we got turned down by 30 record companies before the one finally signed us. And the one that signed us turned us down three times before they signed us. And so I think just then you succeed and you break and you have an audience and you write songs like, you know, it's the song. I mean, as if you read the lyrics, you know, it's, it's very kind of, it's still kind of very, uh, let me tell you something, son. It's almost reflect reflective, you know, you have so many relationships in this life. Only one or two will last. Go through all the pain and strife. Turn your back. They're gone so fast. I mean, that's the first verse of love. And it's like, so this idea of kind of cherish your your struggles is, is very much embedded into like, the, I, I think our identity. And and I don't, I'm not sure it, you know, exactly where it all comes from, but I think it's it definitely surrounds surrounds our ethos and as we began, as we've developed a fan community over years and years, and we were of that generation where we were all getting our first email addresses and the internet was taking place. And a lot of our, you know, the label guys and the teams, you know, in the 1990s, they just kind of went, well, that's a little internet. We were having a row seat, you know, all of our peers, we were all talking, the internet was like live. So I think that was, again, one of those little foundational relationships that was forged that also reinforced this sort of, they don't necessarily get us, they as in whether it's, you know, the industry or those older or, you know, not as connected that there's a conversation going on directly between, you know, a creator and an audience and then they're talking to each other. Um, I think all that stuff reinforces just this kind of, you know, just this sort of dialogue around um, here's what we're doing, here's where we're going, and then there's everybody else. 
I think your move to an indie label coincided pretty well with the kind of the general just implosion of major label records and and the move towards everything going online regardless. Yep, absolutely. When we saw when we moved over uh, to set up 3CG uh, in 2003, we set up a distribution deal with Alternative Distribution Alliance ADA, which was under you know just Warner's arm distribution. So it's a, it's a major mechanism. Uh, independent sales department and they were you know they were sub pops distribution and you know this kind of legendary you know supplier of distribution for indie labels but uh you know we were we went through the same process you know and but when we launched that label um i mean the the portion of digital to physical uh, you know we're still in we were still in that you know People are still selling records. They're still doing the you know store by store approach, but the difference was the the actual pivot was was fully happening, and the labels were still carrying around the arrogance, you know, that that they could just keep doing the exact same thing, and and so yeah, we our our label sort of formation was was really right at the at the pivot point that that the wheels really came. As you said before, and this this applies to a lot of things in this life, but obviously the grass is is often greener. But the speed with which the band got popular and, as you said, became the biggest thing in the world was it a blessing or a curse? And and you know, ultimately, looking back on it, is it something that you had wished you wished had happened more gradually? Well, I, I would say this way. I mean, it's. We're referencing record stuff, and I'm actually thinking of a quote from the song Against the World. It says there, there's a line that says there's equal scars from victory and failure. And it's kind of, I would say that's kind of the answer. Maybe maybe there's even more painful scars from victory, actually. So you know, because if you succeed at something, it, it, surviving success is really pretty, pretty brutal. You know, like if you've succeeded at something in some form, you kind of have to ride that and it kind of chews you up and spits you out. I would say um, there are issues and challenges that come with the way we broke, but I don't know that I could prescribe that, you know, the, the other version was, would really be any more, you know, any better in the end. I would, I would encourage if I was playing management role with, with artist X or Y, I would absolutely encourage them to do even more things, especially artists that are breaking out early that just affirm who, who they are. You know, like be the writer, be the producer, be the creator, be doing those credible things simultaneously while pursuing, um, you know, success, you know, with yourself as an artist um, so that you're building the foundation from the very beginning that you want to have for your rest of your, the rest of your life. We, we, you know, we've, we definitely did that, but I think I would have gone there even more. Like I would have loved to be writing and producing for others even more earlier just to kind of, just to sort of build that sort of that side of the, the the career arc but you know it's it's hard to complain about anything that we've come through really sure there's two key things at play here right so there, there's a speed with which you know all of this happened but then there's also the age at which all this happened which it seems a lot to ask that anybody knows who they are at you know nine or eleven years old yeah nobody um, nobody's got it figured out i'm not sure people know who they are at 20 years sure <laughs> but yeah I would definitely not. Uh, I would go in with both eyes open. Any uh, anyone that is is as young as we were, you're absolutely opened up to, 
an incredibly volatile set of challenges that are going to, they're going to form you, you know? So it's, it's intense and it, and can definitely cause people to go completely, uh, to really lose themselves. So we, we were, we we're lucky in the sense, I think that the thing that has really preserved sanity, uh, and allowed us to mostly, you know, mostly be sane is, is that what we were, what we were doing, what we were successful doing, even though it had, you know, certainly had production and certainly had, you know, some co-writes and things on, the, you know, the first major record, it was our music, you know, it wasn't somebody else's thing. And so that, you no, know, having that identity, I think is super, is so critical um, to, to not kind of wake up and go like, what is this that I'm doing? Like this, that identity crisis would be devastating. What's your sense of how you were able to maintain autonomy there i mean you know i've heard all these horror stories and and in a lot of cases it's it's artists that were much older than you were at the time where the record labels majors specifically are are forcing all of these ideas and forcing songwriters on musicians how were you able to maintain well you, you sort of suffer um and the suffering is not just you know um being pressured to do things it's learning how to say no Mm. you know and then getting and then getting and then all of a sudden deciding when to say no and whether you can handle what happens when you look at the record company president and you say i know you want to fly us to open for you know britney spears but that's not who we are and you, you guys keep reinforcing that but we can't if we do that we're just reinforcing the wrong thing and you decide whether you're okay with the fallout that 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 ceo goes yeah well hans is not playing ball so 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 that there's all kinds of decisions in you know if you people see the outside of you know, the band's career and we've we've been able to maintain a really strong audience for a long time and we fought for that tooth and nail but we've also you know we've also made decisions to stay the course that have had you know probably in some cases um, commercial negatives for us, you know, if we would have just chased the sugar, chased the, chased the dollars, you know, there's a lot of things that we would have done that, um, might've just kept like a, a, a broader audience in some cases, because we would have just kept pleasing whoever was saying you have to do X or Y because we're the, the bank, but the band you see the career arc that we've done is there's been a lot of, no, we won't do that actually. Um, and, and I think that's, I mean, even choosing to leave the label and start our own, you know, there, we know that same time period, I can tell you multiple artists that you would know the names of that are great, talented, um, you know, very comparable and having had a lot of success or were on the way up that made, you know, instead of, we, we, we spent two and a half years, wrote 85 songs, our budget was out of control. We were told the budget was over. You know, like in other words, like they, they're the ones driving the spending, but then they're the ones stopping the spending that we didn't want to spend. <laughs> and and in, we said, guys, the record's done. Put this out, or we want we want to leave and start our own deal. I can tell you, artists that kept on that track and made three records completely top to bottom that were never released, and then finally the band just went, we can't do this anymore, and they just fell apart. You know, or artists that that made the, the record they didn't, really didn't believe in and their audience heard it <laughs> and they, re, you know, and it went sideways, you know? So 
you know, it's interesting. You basically just, it's like business or any career. You look at entrepreneurs, you look at like people that are creative. Like it's, it's lots and lots of lots of small decisions that amount to some kind of a career. But I think the, the thing that I'm very proud of that we're still learning every day, but we have tried to reinforce and you see that in kind of just whatever you find of Hanson. Uh, it's not perfect by any means, but we've, We've tried to be true to I. We've tr- we've tried to kind of say, this is who we are, and and to kind of double down on this is about this is about music. It's about you know something that's not particularly trendy, but it's about good songs. It's about harmony. It's about community, and then try try to find people that want to go there. An aspect of success that we don't talk about enough is the and again, this is something that applies across all sorts of different occupations, but show business in particular, once you reach a certain plateau, you're expected to continue up from there. And if you don't, you know, if you, if you, if you do plateau, if you stay the same or, you know, even sort of like dip, or if your next album isn't, you know, multi-platinum, then you're seen as a failure. You're, you're held up against the, the standards of success that you had in the past. I mean, if you, if, if Hanson had had a gradual, uh, you know, climb to the top, I, I don't think we would even be having these conversations. Yeah, I mean, it, we would be having very different conversations. Yeah, we'd be having we'd be having different conversations, and we'd have conversations about why did it take so long <laughs> to get that song to break? You know, what to get that song to break? Wow, there was like there was like three hits on that first record, and people, you know, that one sold it back in the day. Like quarter million would have been a great, it'd be insane right now in the world, but back in the day it would be good but not great. Like, why did that only sell two hundred fifty thousand when the next one sold? you know, 2 million, there were three amazing hits on that first record. Like that's a conversation we have, like a lot of the artists that I love, but that wasn't our story. It wasn't meant to be our story. Um, and what's, what is really cool about now, here we are, you know, tech is our seventh studio album, which is funny because we've had live albums and Christmas albums, and you know, you know, so more than that put out, but seven kind of top to bottom, you know, new music albums in the studio. And, you know, I'm 30, I'll be 39 in March. And next year we've been making music and touring and playing for 30 years. And, um, and so there's so much potentially ahead, um, you know, for all of us, you know, creatively, I think that's, that's, what's really what I'm incredibly grateful for as far as the spark, the drive to start early, the spark to, to, to be independent early, you know, is that to be able to have, the amount of experience, you know, good and bad, um, and still, you know, have the ability to choose to say, you know, we're going to keep fighting like I'm 21, you know, and fighting for great stuff and making great music and finding fans. And um, that's exciting uh, to me that because it, a lot of artists that are, you know, peers of ours experience wise, uh, as far as how much time they've been able to do it and, you know, Many of our, you know, good friends, you know, bands like you know Ben Folds or Tonic or, you know, Matchbox Twenty or you know, they're ten plus years older than they are, you know, and they've had they've been on the same you know a similar ride as far as time out in front of an audience, and um, and so there's just that that in, in that sense I'm really I'm really grateful for that you know that that early spark yeah yeah you said seven albums and then you know the um all the live stuff you know from 
from the from the outside looking into the band, um, even even between the the studio albums, you know, there's never really longer than you know like three or so years. You look at most bands' careers, and and you know they'll they'll take a lot longer breaks. You know, as, as far as I can tell, the band never really properly went on hiatus. You know, do do you wish at least at some point that you had maybe taken a little bit more time off between recording and performing? Um, there are definitely seasons that I would love to have had like a proper, you know, step back for sure. Um, but at the same time, I know where we were. And so I kind of, it's one of those, you're just sort of running false scenarios because I know what the situations were. and I know how critical it was to, to keep moving, to keep building, to keep, to, to, to get things where, where they are today, you know, which are, you know, you know, sort of strong and, and, and there's a big, great foundation. We, that's there because we didn't sit back and, and kick our heels up. Um, that being said, I, I think that where we are, you know, coming into the future, I think, you know, there's definitely a new, there's a new perspective um, that I think we're headed into as a band where just there's, there's what, you know, your strengths are as a unit and what you can do together and there's also, you know, different people with different creative, you know, things they need, muscles they need to stretch. And, and, and I think you'll see more, you know, more and more kind of this different qualities from different, you know, members of the band as, as people just go, Hey, we've been doing this for this many years. We need to, you know, we need to stretch different muscles and, and that's important, you know that kind of manifests itself specifically on a, on Hanson record or specifically in the way that the three of you collaborate. But do you anticipate in the future that that means more side projects, more solo projects, more sort of doing things outside of this configuration that you've been in for 30 years? And I, I suppose to a certain extent, even longer than that, because you are brothers. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't want to prescribe, you know, this is what's coming and here's these four things. But I, I think um, both, yeah, thematically, uh, everybody's kind of creative need to just you know try things. Um, I think you'll see. I think you'll see more of that. I think you'll see you know side projects and you know people just chasing chasing the muse, so to speak, on different things. Um, you know, I had um, Tin Windows Band. I started with uh, you know some legendary friends. You know, back ten year, years ago, two thousand nine, actually. Tinted Windows, which, you know, kind of this power pop band with Adam Schlesinger, who we lost last year, um, James E. Haw and Bunny Carlos. So and that was an amazing thing. And, you know, that's just kind of tip of the iceberg as far as, you know, if you're, you've grown up loving music, writing, producing, working with incredible people. Um, the most important thing to me um, is, you know, just aside from sort of commentary on, hey, here we are as a band, super proud of what we do, who we are, but just as an individual creator, um, being inspired, being motivated, you know, being excited about the future, feeling like you're challenging yourself. That, that's really what keeps the fire burning. And I think so just always making sure to, to like watch the cruise control button. Like don't, don't hit that one too many times because that it usually turns into, um, you know, uh, it, it just, the, the quality of the work begins to, to sound like the way you feel about it. <laughs> How many people do you talk to who have been doing not just the same thing they've been doing since they were they were 
20, but you know, again, the same thing that that they've been doing since they were nine or 11 years old. And when you do have success and, and, you know, and when things seem to be going fine, perhaps you don't really have a lot of perspective. I mean, it can be difficult to sort of step outside and, and reassess things when they're going pretty well. You have to be very purposeful um, and kind of be self-starting because, um, you know, there, you know, we, you know, we have been absolutely in the grand scheme of things. We have, we have been able to really have extraordinary success, you know, and, and do, you know, there's very few, even though, you know, there's many that have succeeded far greater, like we're obviously in a, in a rare group that has got to play music and, and have fans for years and years. And, um, and so that's incredible. And so depending on your perspective, you have people that get stuck in their own little bubble, just like, you know, never hearing anything, but you're awesome. Or you could also go the other side of being stuck in, you know, everything that you're not doing. And really kind of people get very, you know, they're sh- they get scared of their own shadow. They start second guessing themselves, you know, trying to repeat, rinse and repeat. And so that's, I think that's the daily struggle is to both have like the confidence to, to be, you know, this is what I need to do. It's keeping it at the same time, keep an open ear you know, to people that you respect, to people that inspire you, to, um, you know, your audience, to, to like hear when people say things that don't line up completely with exactly what you think. And, and right in there in between, you know, mixed with, you know, creative juices and, you know, logistics, that's the career, right? It's, 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 it's some combination of, of, swagger and like you don't get this but this is who i am i'm gonna do it and uh, enough humility to listen <laughs> to like well i guess i okay I'll, I'll i'll do a different haircut guys that bad call you know and okay i'll make those changes i'll work with that producer whatever the, the the like you know embarrassing realization comes from and then like just figuring out how to walk the line between you certainly never run the risk of your bandmates not knowing who you are i mean you know for better or for worse when they're your siblings they know you better than anyone they do <laughs> they do and sometimes too too much every you know every button you know every you know work and um you know we talk about this it, it is one of those things and even when you have real difficulty with uh, with family it's much the way you'd be with like your you know a lifelong friend or somebody you've known you know from the beginning um it's like you can talk you know, smack about your buddy, your friend, your brother, you know, you can, but when someone from the outside comes out and it's like, well, this, you know, starts throwing shade, casting shade on those people. You're like, no, 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 no. Like that's, they're my, they're, they're still like my people. Like we're, you're still going to like, you know, take, take on, take one in the chin for, for one another, even when you don't agree on stuff, you know? Yeah, there's a depth and there's a confidence that comes from having a life, you know, long experience. And one thing that I will say, and as we're kind of getting towards the the tail end of the, the conversation, is you know one of the great, great gifts that I'm incredibly happy about, as far as getting started early, and also where we are today, is um, you know I started early with music, started early, thankfully, with having success doing that. Um, you know, started family early, have, you know, big family and, you know, kids that are you know, big to small. And so you have this rich, I have a lot of rich, you know, experiences in the last you know 25 years. But one of the most rewarding things about that is people that we really respect, you know, like 
gifted musicians, producers, you know, people that we've looked up to, people that we considered like ones we wanted to learn to you know, play music because of, you know, artists. And uh, like we've developed a lot of, you know, relationships with those people. And we, we can actually consider them, you know, friends, people that we have history with. And, and that to me is very exciting because we, the way I see where we are right now, and I certainly where I know where I feel like I am, there's so much potential into the future, um, but we already have this great foundation. And so it's, it's very cool. I mean, we're working on you know, new music for next year with the producer and mixer engineer, Jim Scott, his legendary, incredible, just we've known him for over 20 years and we've never actually recorded a record together. He mixed our string theory symphony project. Uh, we, you know, he, he came to Tulsa years ago to potentially work on our second record and we, we didn't become that. Uh, we're also working with our friend David Garza, who just, you know, incredible talent, incredibly gifted, you know, musician, songwriter. You know, he most recently won a Grammy with the Fiona Apple record um, for, as a producer. And, you know, these are, you know, here we are in thinking about the next thing. And, you know, you have this history. And so that that's, I'd say that's the silver lining that, that you, 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 you have more to pull from.